This is the Websites.ca podcast, where we help Canadian small businesses build and maintain an effective website and online presence. Hey everybody, Sean Corbett here from Websites.ca Marketing for a special edition of the Websites.ca podcast. Uh, Ryan Demeray won't be joining us today, reason being that he just had uh, his first child, so we've got to give him a couple of weeks to collect himself and be with his baby. So you're stuck with just me today. Uh, it'll be a shorter episode. I wanted to talk about some latest news from the online world. And then also just pick a, a topic that's a, maybe a bit esoteric. I don't know if it'll apply to everybody, but the topic is going to be using one page landing pages on your website. Um, typically you would do that for online ad campaigns or offline ad campaigns. But basically if you're spending money to ever send traffic to your website, we always recommend having a one special landing page, usually a hidden landing page. And I'm just going to take you through a few tips and tricks on how you might do that uh, so you can kind of get started up and running right away. Before we dive into that somewhat complex topic, I wanted to let you know something that I've been reading this week. It's sort of a preview of what's going to happen next year with Google. So next year, 2021, Google is saying they plan to look at a new ranking factor when it comes to websites. That means, you know, what are they, what's going on with your website that they see? And then as a result of that, where are they going to have you show up in search results? So basically it affects how people find you, you know, uh, how much traffic you get to your site and so on. And this new ranking factor is called core web vitals. I'll explain what that is in a second, but before I do explain what it is, I just want to have a little caveat here. Every time that we tell somebody or anytime, you know, it's on the internet that Google's looking at a new ranking factor, everybody panics. Everybody runs to their website and says, oh, oh do I have this? I need to improve this, blah, blah, blah. So just to understand when Google says they're looking at a ranking factor, that doesn't mean they're suddenly going to list or delist you. Or you're suddenly going to get thousands more traffic or no traffic just because, you don't, you know, you're not perfect at that ranking factor. It has happened in the past. Old, old Google updates have drastically affected people's traffic, but that's usually because those people are trying to game the system. They were seeing unusually high results, things like that. It doesn't typically relate to small businesses online. So that's my big long caveat is that a lot of the stuff that you read about Google and SEO doesn't apply as much to a small online business because you have very many sources of traffic, not just random cold people searching online. Uh, anyway, so core web vitals. What exactly is this? It's basically a set of metrics that's going to measure how quickly your web page loads, becomes interactive, and offers visual stability. So Google's already reporting these factors in their search console. Um, so you have analytics, which is your traffic stats, and then you have your search console, which is more like how your site interacts with searchers and how people are finding your site. So that's kind of the difference between those two. Um, at websites.ca, we set up both for our clients. If you have uh, you know, a website with a different provider, you might just want to check if you have both a Google Analytics and a Google Search Console account set up and, and connected to your site. They're both free, so it's not, not too big of a deal to set those up. The thing about these core web vitals that uh, Google is going to measure next year is that they're dealing with basically what you call UX or user experience. So 
What Google's looking for is a website that delivers a, a seamless, a fast, an efficient, and easy, and a useful experience. That means that uh, you know when someone comes to your site, the topic, the content of your site, of course, in many ways, drives searches. But then once a user gets to your website, how they actually interact with your site and what kind of uh, sort of experience they have with you, that makes a huge difference. So in terms of experience, we're talking about how easy is it to read, how easy is it to scroll and see and use and navigate. Um, is the website really, really slow? Or does it load up fast? Does it have a lot of photos? If it has a lot of photos, do they load up fast? You know, um, another big one when you talk about user experience is if you're on a mobile phone, you know, is the site mobile responsive? So does the site resize? Is it easy to read on your phone? Pretty, pretty straightforward stuff. So when we say UX or user experience, it might sound a little fancier than it is. But basically, that's how search engine optimization works, is that you've got content to attract people, but then user experience to keep them on the site. If the experience is terrible, obviously, they're going to be driven away from the site. Google's going to see that they only spent, you know, two seconds on your website and that they didn't click over to another page and they bounced off of it. And so they're going to be unhappy with that. So like everything else that Google measures that comes out that's new, and like I said before, people start panicking because they're not entirely sure what it is. How can I fix it? Well, nothing is really broken. Google's just kind of doubling down on the fact that they care about user experience. And these core web vitals that I talked about before, again, one more time, it's how quickly a web page loads, becomes interactive, and offers visual stability. Um, you know, that is really just part of regular user experience. It's it's no different than what you would have been worrying about a year ago or five years ago. It's just as technology changes a bit, obviously you're taking into account cell phones. Obviously people's expectations of the internet as we get faster connection speeds is that the sites load faster and so on. So it's just something to be aware of. You're probably going to hear about it more in 2021. You'll hear these little buzzwords that I threw out at you. And the main thing is just to be aware of it and to not panic when you hear it and probably... Your website is, for the most part, fine. If you've got an older website, if it's kind of clunky already, if it's not mobile responsive, I mean, these are things you would have had to address anyway. But it's another good reason to look at those things before 2021. And I'm sure you know, if you know, if you don't have a website with us already, and that's something that you want to fix up, you know, all of our sites have basically a nice user experience. We're on the newest version of WordPress. It's very secure, works great on mobile phones, all that kind of stuff. So if that's a concern for you, definitely we should chat. Um, and I'll kind of leave some information at the end of the podcast as usual. But now let's move on to the main topic that I wanted to talk about, which is basically creating a one-page website or a landing page on your existing website that's hidden. So what we mean by that is that you have your normal website, right, homepage, maybe about, gallery, contact, whatever. You probably have a couple pages, a couple sections on your website. Now let's say that you want to do an advertising campaign or let's even say that you want to test out like a new offer or, or you know, uh, you're adding something to your service. You just kind of want to see how the market's going to respond, all that kind of stuff. So you could, of course, just add an, a page to your live website. The reason why I don't particularly recommend that in this case is because it gives people too much opportunity to go away, to get distracted, to click off onto another page. So when you're doing any kind of advertising campaign, any kind of concentrated thing like that, you know, it could be a Facebook ad, it could be a Google ad, 
Um, it could be flyers you're dropping off in the community. And at the end of the flyer, you're saying, you know, go to this webpage for more information. You almost never want to send people to your homepage. You don't want to send them just to your random website where they can flit around, read, get distracted, open up other tabs, do whatever. And there's no concrete ask. There's no concrete next step. And so, and again, you know, if you put out flyers, you don't have to send people to your website. You could have people just call you to book an appointment, whatever the case may be, right? Same thing with digital ads. You could, you don't have to lead them to a website. You could just say, call this number, send this email, send us a message on whatever the platform is. So this is just one kind of tool in your toolbox. But if you're going to use that tool, if you're going to send people to a web page, make it its own standalone web page. So two ways you can do that is you can just buy a new domain and you can set up a one-page website on that domain. You can you know make name the domain something that's relative to your ad campaign. Or if you want to save some money and you have an existing website, and let's say you have a provider like us where you get you know X amount of hours every month of free editing and updating work, then you'd call that provider up and you'd tell them exactly what's going on. Say, so, you know, here's here's the kind of ad campaign I'm planning, here's the medium I'm gonna use. And here's my content of what I want to tell people once they get to my new page. I need you guys to set up a hidden page on my site. And what uh, the web provider will typically do is they'll take your existing website, right? Let's just say it's website.com. So then you go website.com slash, and then we just name a new page, right? So website.com slash new page. That's just an example, obviously. If your ad campaign was about whatever, new car wash, you'd have, you'd have, you know, website.com slash new car wash. So now you have this unique URL. Um, some people get really fancy and they want to go for a shortened URL, something that's easy to remember. That's totally fine. You can do that. Um, you don't really have to worry yourself about it. I mean, in most cases in a digital ad, you're giving people a link. So it doesn't really matter if they can spell, pronounce, or remember the, the website URL, right? Cause they're just going to click a link and go over to it immediately. On a flyer, on some kind of offline ad, if you're doing a radio ad or something, you might want to, you know, keep it short, keep it memorable for sure, how you name the page. Now, once people get to your page, what you've basically done is you have to remember where they are in your in your little funnel that you've created. So if they're seeing an ad, radio ad, flyer, Facebook ad, Google ad, whatever, you probably stop them in their tracks. You probably got them some baseline level of interest for a pain you know, they have a problem they want to solve and how you might be able to solve it. And then you send them over to this web page. Now, at that point, the only purpose of that web page is to capture that lead. Uh, in some cases, if you have a product or a service that's very easily explainable, it's, you know, there's a lot of demand for it. People already understand and know what it is. You might be able to make a sale right on that single page. In that case, you might have a, you know, a checkout box or an order form or something like that. In most cases, though, what you're doing is you're just trying to build some awareness and, and, you know, kind of stay in touch with people or have people tell you they want to talk further. So in most cases, when you're doing an ad campaign and you're having one of these, you know, hidden landing pages or one page websites, what you're trying to do is to get them to opt into an email list or at least fill in a form on the website so your sales staff or yourself can call them back and follow up and do the, you know, go through the whole process and talk to them and see if it's a good fit. So I'm just going to give you a very quick structure that you can use on any landing page that basically goes back to old school copywriting and direct response marketing techniques. So you always want to start off with a headline, right? Like we always say here, don't say welcome to 
my website, you know, don't, this is prime real estate. So the first thing they see should be a nice, big, compelling headline. You could have a sub headline as well to add some context to the headline. On the internet, uh, there's a little trick that you usually want to keep the headline very relevant to what you said in your ad when you sent them there. So you'll be punished if the content on your, on your page is not relevant to the text on the ad. So that's a little tip about Google and Facebook ads. So you start off with your big headline, big compelling headline. And then the next thing you usually do is you go into a story. Okay, so now we have headline and then we have story. The story is typically something personal. It either relates to them or relates to somebody like them who had a problem they had. Or in some cases, you can tell your story, again, if you had a problem that they had and you solved it. Now you want to show them how they can solve it. You know, whatever. If it's if you're a plumber, I don't, you know, you probably don't want to tell a personal story. Like, I don't think anyone cares at that point. You might want to tell them a story about a customer who had X problem that you solved for them. So stories where it gets interesting, where you hook them, where you make it personal. Um, please don't be like every silly corporate website or every silly government or nonprofit website who just bores people to death and says, we, 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 we strive, we pride, we do this and we do that. Like, talk about the person's problem. Talk about how you're going to help them. Make it interesting. Tell stories. Say something that happened in real life, okay? So we got a headline. We got our story. It doesn't have to be super long, but if it's detailed and if it's fun, you can absolutely make it long. If someone's interested, they're going to read it. Okay, next thing comes the bullets. So that's your bullet points. Typically, uh, sometimes those are called fascinations, right? But the bullets are basically where you kind of offer very compelling features. Very, uh, pardon me, very compelling, compelling benefits, not features, mind you. Um, if you're going to list features, you should have, again, some kind of hook, curiosity, something like that with each of your bullets. So you think of uh, every potential person who might buy from this ad campaign that you're doing, or who might be interested in, who you might be able to help. You want to think of every different personality type, and then you want to make sure you have a, at least one bullet for each personality type, at least one bullet for every great benefit they're going to get from doing business with you, okay? You, again, you can't go wrong with too many bullets. So you know, if, you, if you're thinking, oh, I got like three bullets, don't they, you know, don't they want me to get on with it? It's not going to hurt your sales page in any way to add a couple more bullets to it. Um, just again, just as long as you're being entertaining, interesting, you're hitting those points of pain and curiosity that your target audience has. So that's really the question you have to ask yourself before you sit down and create this campaign, much less talk to your website provider to create this page for you. So moving on from there, we've now gone from the headline to the story to the bullets. And the last thing you have to do, the most important thing is the close. In the close, the best thing to do is tell people very concretely and specifically what you want them to do next. On websites, you'll often see a form they need to fill out, and you have your little button once they fill out the form, and then typically from there, you can have a success message that says, you know, thanks, we'll get in touch with you within one business day or two hours or whatever your turnaround time is, but it's not a terrible idea to tell them that. Uh, a couple other things you might want to consider adding onto somewhere on this landing page when you ask your website provider to design it is... Because it's a sort of a solo standalone page, you'll typically want to have your logo somewhere on there. You'll want to build a little bit of comfort and trust by having your address of your business. Um, you might want to give them a different way to contact you, like a phone number, in addition to the form that you're asking them to fill out or the email or whatever you're asking them to do. Um, you can experiment with these things, but it doesn't hurt to give people two different ways to contact you. Uh, the big thing is you should probably have a unique phone number to this particular page. You can track response, right? So you always want to be able to track individual response to all your campaigns and all your special pages like this. 
But that's pretty much it. So sort of reiterate one more time, headline, story, bullets, close. And you can structure almost any landing page like that. And uh, yeah, then I think you're kind of off to the races. So think about that a little bit more. Um, next time that you have to do an ad campaign or maybe you're starting a brand new business and you want to do some market research, you don't want to build this big giant website that costs you thousands of dollars, right? You don't want to take six months to do it. Sometimes you can just knock out a quick, easy one-page website, simple, it's affordable, and it actually works much, much better than sending people to a big website like I've kind of explained before with multiple pages and multiple options. You just want to hit them with your message. You want to tell the story all the way through to the end with all of the possible benefits, hit all the pain points, hit all the curiosity points. Don't be scared to make it a little bit longer in terms of content. If you want to tell your story in a video, that's totally cool too. You can embed a video on your landing page. So easy these days, right? You just pull out your cell phone, record a quick video, send it to your web guy and say, oh, you know, I want that right under the headline. And the nice thing with there is, um, you know, I'm a copywriter, but it's true. Some people say they don't like to read. Now, if someone's interested in the topic, they'll usually read it. But if you make it easier for them to consume your content, and in that case, it's video, all the better. So, you know, if you can tell your story with video, I wouldn't do the bullets in the video necessarily, but there's a good way to do it. So hopefully that's helpful to you. Um, if somebody listening out there does need a one-page website, this is actually something websites.ca does. We'll do free setup on a one-page website. So there's no design fee. There's no setup fee. You do have to provide us with the content. And I've kind of given you a template and a structure for how you could put that content together and give it to us. Uh, and once we have that content from you, we would build a one-page website. It typically takes, gosh, you know, less than a month because those things are you know, pretty fast. And then well, all you have to do is basically pay for the ongoing hosting service and support fees, which come with a lot of perks and benefits like, you know, a secure website, like I mentioned earlier, uh, all the updates are done for you on, on sort of the baseline technology of the site. So you don't have to worry about it going out of date. We also provide up to three hours of edits and changes to the page every month. So in the future, if you want to make it a bigger website, if you want to add more pages to it after your initial campaign is over, that's totally fine too. So lots of options there. Anyway, uh, that's it for today. Sean Corbett signing off. And if you do want more information, if you want to kind of get started and, and chat with somebody, Ryan will be back in the office soon. So he's the best person to talk to. You can email him at ryan at websites.ca. And we'll have him back on here next month for another episode. Take care. Mm -hmm.